to all of my early morning risers. This is for you, coffee lovers. Life moves fast, but time stands still when you're with the ones you love. Savor the moment, big or small, with Starbucks ready-to-drink coffee. From bottle frappuccino drinks to canned nitro cold brew, Starbucks coffee gets you ready for the right now. Available now, online, or wherever you buy your groceries. Vote. Because if you are sitting in a circle and you're saying, man, it don't matter, you're part of the problem. You're part of the problem. Now that you know that you're part of the problem, you still have time to be part of the solution. Behind the mask. Two, what's up, bro? What's good, family? Another day in paradise. You know what it is. You damn right I know what it is. You know what I mean? It's that time of the year. Yeah, man. And what time of the year is that? <laughs> Election season. Yes, it it's is. It's that time, bro. Yes, it is, man. And it comes up on us so fast because oftentimes we're asked yeah. to get out and, and participate, whether or not if it comes from joining somebody's campaign mm. or getting people to the polls, or even making a donation yeah. to one of the candidates. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's definitely that time of the year, and it's also that time of the year to where everybody has an opinion yeah. on <laughs> who should be in office, what should change. But I think the bottom line is, if you have that opinion, are you taking notice to go to the polls and vote yourself. So I got to ask you, what is the athlete's role in politics? Yeah, man, we we definitely have a lot of influence, a lot of uh, reach. You know what I mean? People, like you said, candidates, they damn near recruit us because we have that influence. Yeah. Like it or not, we have people that we, that kind of follow our lead, not necessarily followers, but follow our lead in terms of our opinions, um, our families, our children, mm -hmm. our media community. So I think when people look at athletes or entertainers for that matter, it's an attractive get if you can actually partner with a certain candidate because they they know, yeah, this, this person has some influence and that's going to trickle down to the people that do vote. We got to get out. I haven't done it yet. I know election season is here, but I haven't done it yet. I'm definitely going to get out, you know what I'm saying, make sure I vote. But, bro, it's real, man. Yeah, and, you know, the thing that, what makes it more interesting is typically when we grew up, you would see people more so who are in politics. That was their lifelong dream. Mm -hmm. Like that's a passion calling for them. Yeah. And now you see even more people who are in politics. That's not necessarily was their first order of business, yeah. meaning their first passion. Right. You know, I go back to, uh, oh my God dating myself right now, but it's beautiful because I'm here to still talk about mm. it. Going back to Ronald Reagan. Ah, he was an actor. Yeah. <laughs> started off as an actor. He yeah. started off as an actor. Mm -hmm. Bill Bradley, Jesse Ventura, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at all of these guys. Uh, Tommy Tuberville, Herschel Walker. Mm. Definitely got something coming down the pipeline. Stay tuned. Don't have enough time for it today. Mm. But when you look at all of these guys, man, it, it's surprising. I wouldn't even say so much surprising, but it goes to show you, man, like 
you don't necessarily have to fit inside of a box yeah. in order to do what you really want to do if that passion is calling you. Yeah, and one of the people that I think about in most recent history, besides from a Herschel Walker, is Donald Trump. I mean, the way he ran his campaign coming off of, uh, you know, being this businessman and being on uh, reality TV, et cetera, he already had a following, so it was easy to transition. And I think people often look at athletes and say, okay, when we support a candidate or we back a candidate, they think like, you know what? If I don't agree with that particular candidate, this athlete shouldn't be doing that. This entertainer shouldn't be doing that. But the fact of the matter is we're all different. We all have our different uh, beliefs, the things that mean the most to us. Um, it's, it kind of sucks because it's like, all right, we want to vocally put out who we're campaigning, who we're backing. But the reality is it ain't nobody's business. You know what I'm saying? Whoever, yeah. that's why when you go to the polls and everything, they got the booths up there so can't nobody see who you. How you know they got the booths up there? You up there, you trying to look and cop somebody vote? I ain't copying, you know what I'm saying? I know what I'm doing, <laughs> but I'm just, you know, I, I didn't vote with Ty before he was next to me, you know, look over, see if he doing anything. But nah, but it's, it's real. We're often tasked with the, with people valuing our opinion. We said this on a previous episode, people value your opinion unless they don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. Then they don't value it anymore. You know what I mean? Right, wrong, indifferent, Democrat, Republican, independent. For me, I think the the main thing is getting out there and and supporting somebody. Because we all have an influence. We all have a say. We all have a right. So it's really among us to get out there and, and support. Yeah, and you talk about the opinions, but your opinions come at a cost. Fact. For when you share what you believe in. Yeah. I don't think it necessarily has to be public knowledge, unless if you want somebody to know. But your opinions come at a cost. Yeah, you know, and for me, I, I I think of man just going back to the when we were playing mm. inside of the locker room, and I remember you're so focused in the grind. You know, Wednesday long work day, Thursday long work day, and those are the typical days that the media usually come to you mm. and they want to talk. And I remember during during uh, election season, they came up to several of us and they was just asking questions about just from a political standpoint. Mm-hmm. And I remember guys being afraid and not even so much them, but I'm just saying me, it was like, well, you asking me something that I'm really not well versed in just yeah. because I haven't read what you've been reading. Yeah. Just yeah. because my focus was there, there, there. And so it brings the question because I don't know what went on in your locker room, but it brings the question to does that make guys hesitant mm. to even speak about it? Because I know for me, you know, I wasn't afraid to just say, look, man, before I even say something that I know is going to set us back, I'm not finna say something if I'm not educated on it. Yeah. So now give me a chance to read it, then I'm more than happy to talk to you. Yeah. Or I just tell you, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But like, how often do you think that went on across? Or have you ever even felt that? I think the the one time that we really talked about politics back when I played was when Barack Obama became the president. That's when literally there was talk, there was an, there were vocal opinions, public opinions in the locker room about who potentially would be president and, you know, who wouldn't. So I remember two of my, well, three of my guys back when I was with the Jags that were really versed in politics. Tony Pachos, offensive lineman, Uche Nwaneri, another offensive lineman, and Fred Taylor, franchise. So we were in the training room and day in, day out, there were different conversations about politics, about 
you know, what would happen if this person won? What would happen if this person won? And pastors used to always say, you know, why would you vote Democrat when they want to raise taxes and take your money, da 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 Traditionally, Republicans cut taxes, right? And he's like, we all rich in here. We all, <laughs> we all making hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars. You want to keep as much money as you possibly can. Why would you vote for somebody else that is campaigning against that, right? And again, just like you said, the lack of knowledge of what each candidate is campaigning on mm-hmm. is something that makes you hesitant to have an opinion because you don't want to say the wrong thing. You don't want to be looked at as dumb or, yo, he don't know what the hell he talk about. Traditionally, that's a stereotype about athletes when it comes to politics or certain things, right? So it's like, you don't want to fit into that category. But for me, it was like, that made sense. You know what I'm saying? You want to obviously vote for the people that's going to support you, but then look at our families. We're, Chances are we were the first millionaires in our family. And I said this multiple times. We do, we are the ones that started the, the generational wealth, right? So you have other people that aren't in your tax bracket, other people that may live a different lifestyle than you, and they may vote Democrat or Republican. It doesn't matter. But if they vote a different way and you have 50 people in your family, are you really going to vote to support you solely what you want to do? Or are you thinking about, okay, my mom is... The greater good. The greater good. My family is this way. Like, I'm doing my best, but generational wealth doesn't just start and end with one person. It has to continue over generations. So if I continue to build this wealth, that's great for me right now. That's going to be great for them later. But then it may immediately impact them in a different way than it's impacting me. Like, I don't care who was the president going, uh, going through the times we played in the league. And even to now, it's like the one thing that I look at when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. That's directly tied to it that I've seen is our 401k statements. When Trump was in office, that sucker was sky high. Biden was in office and went down a little bit, came back up. It happens. But there's nothing, I could be wrong in this context, but there are very rarely direct initiatives or things that these the presidents campaign on that I feel personally will affect me. Like literally affect me. Now, do I still vote? Absolutely. Absolutely. But certain things that happen, it's changing the trajectory of history that honestly, bro, sometimes I don't feel like it affects me. But the one thing I can say it affects is is the bottom line where I see what that retirement looks like based off of who's in office. Yeah. And keep in mind, though, we are speaking off of a small window. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, a small window. Uh, I I also think I think that's the reason why it's so important. Yeah. Because. We have to stay involved. Mm-hmm. I think of the reporter that told LeBron, shut up and dribble. Mm-hmm. Or people just say, oh, because you're an athlete, just stick to sports. Yeah. How dare yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. That's disgusting. I think the messed up part about that context is like, okay, you, again, you want my opinion on everything else, right? There's a microphone put in your face. There's a camera in your face. Tell me what you think about this. Tell me what you think about this. Like I said, if you have a difference of opinion, then you don't want to hear about it. Then it's the the shut up and dribble. I guarantee you if uh, LeBron was supporting Trump at the time or the political parties that the reporters were uh, commentating on, it wouldn't have been a shut up and dribble. It would have been like, LeBron James supports this. You know what I mean? And that's that's the different dynamic that I think we're kind of screwed with because we're always typecast into a certain... We're viewed a certain way if we're Republican or if we're Democrat. But, right? yeah. For me, I'm like, I don't want to be put into that category because there's certain things that who I vote for, I don't 
I don't follow every single thing that they campaign on or that they support every bill that gets passed. Nah, it ain't, it ain't, it's not like that. No candidate is perfect, right? And the problem I had was back to when, when Trump was running, there were certain things that I know people didn't agree with, but they still supported this man through the whole campaign. And I'm like, there's no possible way that your morality will allow you to support somebody because that's your political preference. It just doesn't work like that. And I, you know, some of my former board members, I talked about it before. You see what they did on, on, on social media. And they, I'm like, if you're going to be this emboldened and this vocal about who you are on one platform, make sure you do it on all platforms. Do it on your LinkedIn too so your bosses, your colleagues, the people that invest in you can really know how you feel about certain things. They won't do that, bro. Because you're looked at a, you're looked at a certain way because of your political preference. And good or bad, again, indifferent. We've done it. We've seen people, we're like, damn, you rocking with this candidate? I can't rock with you. Now, you know, and the other part, too, of it is stick to sports or shut up and dribble. Mm. What you're really telling me is don't say a damn thing. Right. Why? Because you're not educated. You're not smart enough on it. And or we don't want you to awake everybody. We don't want mm. you to wake everybody up and really gather the masses because you are that true influencer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, the, that's the big problem I have with it, bro, is because, like, deep down inside, too, it all boils down to the influence that you have. Mm-hmm. And when you telling me don't say anything, now you want to control my narrative by turning off my microphone or mm-hmm. don't want me to go to the mic. But now you take your mic and now you blast out everything. Mm. And that's the one thing I will tell you in politics. Whoever is first to the mic, you always going to have a head start. Yeah. Because people attention span is only here. So I take offense to that, bro. And yeah. so that's why I highly encourage not only just the athletes, but everybody. Like, bottom line, man, especially people... In, in our hood where we grew up at, things ain't going to change unless if you decide to say, you know what, let me see how I can be a part of the process. Mm. And you don't have to, ideally, you want to be educated on every candidate. Candidate, You want to be educated on every policy that mm. may be changing or that you want to change. But if you don't know nothing at all, I highly encourage you to find something that's of your interest, that you know that's going to directly affect you, your community, your neighborhood, your people. And that's what you get behind. Because that's the fastest thing or the fastest way that you can affect change, and that's the fastest way that you can contribute to change. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. And I think, back to a point I mentioned earlier, when I felt like something wouldn't directly affect me, that doesn't mean it's not going to affect like I said, my family, the people that are coming behind me, our children, you know, grandchildren, next generation. So I, I totally agree with you right there, bro. And one thing I would say, which was, which kind of ties this in is I think about the importance of voting. And then when we was in a locker room, remember, we used to have to vote for something simple as team captains. Remember that? Yeah. So we had literally, they would put the, 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 the paper in front of us front of the whole team and everybody would write down uh, two offensive captains, two defensive captains and special teams captain. And matter of fact, you was a captain. You was like with 13 or 15 years. You were Yeah, I, I was a captain. You was a captain. I appreciate your vote, sir. Man, look, I did vote for you though. I did vote. We was in the Bills. I voted for you. But see, for me, 
the reason why you vote for certain people in the locker room was because of what they did on the field. Like if they was a dog or beast, you was doing your thing all pro, pro bowler. Clearly you want the leaders on the defense, you know what I'm saying? So you galvanize the team. Yeah, I'm gonna listen to what you have to say. But there was sometimes where people were voted captains, and I ain't, you know me, I ain't throwing nobody under the bus. Well, I was like, yo, I ain't get the captain, yo. I know I ain't vote for him. I know a lot of people ain't vote for him, but if they was one of them company men that would go upstairs and, you know, the locker room police and let the the GM and the, and the head coach know what's really going on in the locker room, they was automatically slid in there being the team captain. We like, yo, come on, bro. Ain't nobody vote for you. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. I ain't gonna say I had many years like that. Not even a few years. But I've had, I've had a year, maybe two. You was a company man? No. I'm saying to where I've seen like, okay, this person is the captain. You like, man, I know this much. <laughs> man, come on. Coach, you over here damn cooking the books. Yeah, man. Hands down. Hands down, man. That's how it is, though. And I think it, it transitions to the same thing in life. Like, why? For instance, you were, again, 13 out of 15 years, yeah. right? So team captain is like the highest thing you can be bestowed by your peers unless you get voted by MVP at the end of the year by, your, you know, your peers. But team captain going into the season is the highest reward award you can get voted Absolutely. to. By your peers, right? So for you, now you the politician. Why do you think 13 out of 15 years in the NFL, Tequil Spikes was the team captain? You know, I, th- I think number one, it was the leadership capability. Can you go out and before you even say a word, can you go out and put the work in? And I thought that was the first thing that people really saw. That, that was the credibility piece. Number two, which is might be the hardest thing that I'm going to say is do you have courage enough to go out and say, you know what, I'm for the people? Meaning, I know the quarterback may make $5, $10 million a year, Mm. but I also know this cat over here who's making rookie minimum. Can you bridge the gap to not only just look at it and have the empathy or even see things from the vision of the multimillionaire's view, but can you also bring everybody and galvanize people together to make sure this guy is only this guy who's making relatively, you know, 300K as the minimum compared to some guys making 10 million a year? Mm-hmm. That was the other thing. And then um, I think the other component is just to kind of the parallels. You look at real candidates, what have you done for the community? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not necessarily going in to look and see. Okay, every Tuesday, are you finding a charity <laughs> to go out and support? No, right. I'm not. Right. I spend so much time with people in the locker room. You you know yeah. this as well. That you know where their heart is at. Yeah. You know when they truly have some time, they're going to give back to the yeah. community, regardless if you're from that area or not. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's that's what you made up of. Yeah. And then I think the, the last part is the accountability piece. Mm-hmm. For me, I think as a leader... Not only do you hold people accountable, mm. but you are okay with people holding you accountable. Yeah, you can't okay. be sensitive. And so those were the things that I saw that I was like, you know what? I'm going to make sure not only do I exemplify these things, but I'm going to make sure I hold everybody else accountable too because nobody is immune to anything that goes on in the locker room, that's period. Fair. Because that's, fair. that's what we want. Yeah. At the end of the day, when it's time for a tough decision, you got guys who don't make a lot of bread. Yeah. 
They don't. And they ain't contributing in a factor or a way to where they can say something and then they feel like, oh, well, no, this is my last day. They don't yeah, cut me. My voice don't matter. Yeah, the voice doesn't matter. They don't carry the same weight. So that, that was my motto, bro. That's dope. And I think that that parallels directly to why we should look at the candidates that, that are out there in terms of us voting in elections. And the screwed up part, bro, you did have an opportunity. Like, if there were two people on the ballot that you didn't care for, you know, and they narrowed it down, and they, literally, typically they said, this person, this person, and then I put other, right? You just yeah. vote for somebody else that, you know, it might be you my man, you my boy. I'm like, oh, shit, nah, Tequila ain't up there, I'm going to vote for him, or Tui ain't up there, I'm going to vote for him. But I think the messed up part is, in society, even some of my friends, they're like, nah, we ain't voting because either candidate, I don't support either candidate, whatever they running on. So it's like, we gonna lose anyways, the lesser two evil, they're not gonna support black people, they're not gonna support minorities, you know what I mean? So we're just not gonna vote. So that's one of the things that I think is the most detrimental because at that point, if you don't vote, you don't have an opinion, right? As small or as large as you feel your opinion is, you don't have one. So why over the next two years or four years, whatever that might be, why would you start complaining when you didn't do your part? And you know I'm 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 strong on that. I'm like, Very yo, strong. I'm yeah. like, yo, if you're not gonna do anything to help change it, what you arguing about? What you complaining about? You just wanna sit here, you might as well just continue in the group text and, and tell us why you're upset about something. All you're doing is bitching to us. You should have made your voice heard when you had the opportunity to make your voice heard. Like people have literally died for this opinion. It was times where African Americans, blacks couldn't vote, women couldn't vote. I mean, people from your community, you mentioned it on the, back during the pandemic. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's, it's it's real, bro. It's real. Like man, that's it's such a loaded statement you just made. That's why I have to pause. But you know, you you even go back and you look at the most shocking thing that I found out coming from a rural area. I saw one time just the vote, the number of votes that went towards an election, precisely. I want to say range-wise, it was like maybe 25,000, 25,000, 30,000 people living in the county. And you look at the tally of votes that went towards certain people or the percentage of just of the population. Mm. Out of 30,000 people, I'd say maybe 13,000 voted. Mm. Oh, hurt me. Yeah. So I'm like, hold up. How can we complain about something on one hand and say the system, oh, it ain't going to change. It won't change. But when you look at the numbers, we're not getting out here. One, you're not registered. You're not a registered voter or you're not, you don't care about that. And then number two, you're not doing your part to where your vote matters. Yeah. What? What is that? 20? That's what? 20? No, 17? Yeah. That's 17,000 people. Well, hold yeah. on. What is that? Yeah, 17. You said about 30. Yeah, 30,000 out of 30,000. 17. 17, So imagine if you just like, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to just do it anyway and just see how it changes. Mm -hmm. And then look at the paper and look at the breakdown. Yeah. Like, that's important, man. And I think we miss out on that. Yeah. You know, we miss out on that as a community. And my message really, man, to like, especially people in small rural towns, man, your vote matters. Like, it really matters. And I know we get caught up and hung up on who's the president, 
what he's doing for black people, what he's doing for white folk. And a lot of the, the complaints are true. You know, it, I think it's more so true for the demographic of people in a certain classism, is what I call it. Mm-hmm. In a certain range of where you, depending on what revenue that you're bringing in as an income, as a household. Yeah. But bottom line, man, it is not going to change unless if you get out and exercise your fundamental right to vote, period. Things won't change. Bro, I I took time just even to look at the history of where we come from. Hearing stories of my grandmother saying they couldn't vote. She was a woman and she was black. All right, I give you another generation even closer. My father. My father telling me they were not allowed to even go in the same movie theater. Bro, it's 2022. For us to sit up here and not make our contributions to society by exercising our fundamental right to simply vote, man, that's a shameful. Knowing that everything our people have went through and fought for bit by dogs, Sprayed down by water hoses. Man, I can't do that to our ancestors. We can't do it. So I'm telling you, I don't care who you vote for, but vote. Because if you are sitting in a circle and you're saying, man, it don't matter, you're part of the problem. You're part of the problem. Now that you know that you're part of the problem, you still have time to be part of the solution. We're a little bit of maybe a week and some change away from election date. And if you want to see change fast, it's best to do it in your local elections. Yeah, in the-